the tales of Southwest Michigan's past. This is Michael Delaware. I am your host. Often when you're digging into the stories of the distant past, it's challenging to put together the timeline of personal stories. It's just a fact that anyone encounters when they're doing research. From my own personal experience, it's always much easier to find out the stories about the men from the distant past and considerably more difficult to discover the stories of the women from that time period. In my work with the Battle Creek Regional History Museum, I've been working on a project with another member of our board, Donna Rickman, on creating a very special program for Women's History Month in March to feature the stories of nine amazing women from Calhoun County. So in today's episode, we're gonna talk about this upcoming event entitled Phenomenal Woman and the amazing stories that we're gonna be featuring in this performance. But I'm also very pleased to have on the show today, Donna Rickman and also Jill McCombs for the first time. But that's not all. I have a third guest joining me who's been on the program many times and that's Bobby Mathis. So we're gonna be talking about women's history in Calhoun County and perhaps even wander into some other stories from around the region. So welcome Donna, Jill, and welcome back to the show, Bobby. Thank you for taking time to be on the podcast today. Absolutely, Hello. yes. So Donna, in addition to the time that you volunteer at the museum, you also work with the Historical Society of Battle Creek. Could you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how you came to be interested in historic preservation? Yes, I was a K through 12 health educator and K through eight certified classroom teacher with an emphasis in science, but so loved the social studies curriculum as well that I said, that's gonna be the love of my life. And it was all about thoroughly enjoying and researching and finding out the nuances, the cultural histories of groups of people uh, that not only, of course, enriched my life, but my students as well. And so um, when it comes to um, preserving history, that's what it's all about. Uh, it wasn't until um, I came to Battle Creek that I came to learn of Sojourner Truth. And um, she has been very central in my life. Um, and uh, along with that, in my home, my husband, my late husband and I, we have different rooms at our home, such as the parlor um, is for Sojourner Truth, a portrait sets there, and um, different artifacts of, of portraits of different women and different things like that. And then there's a Native American room, um, an Asian American room, and so forth and so on. So they're filled with pictures, portraits, artifacts, and memorabilia uh, from cultures, which of course preserve the history, connecting us to the past and our future. And so that's what it's all about, is making connections. You recently just did an amazing presentation at the Battle Creek History oh, Museum on Sojourner Truth. Thank we you. I appreciate, house, you know, I appreciate it. So we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. Bobby, are, you are the president of the Union City Society for Historic Preservation, and it's a subject that we've talked about in prior interviews. Could you introduce yourself a little bit and tell a little bit about your organization to the people that may have uh, missed some of the prior episodes? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Bobby Mathis, and um, I've been president of the Union City 
Society for Historic Preservation for five or six years now and um, just have enjoyed bringing the history of our town um, to the community. They always have a good sense of their history, but finding little stories that have been lost to the past that um, some of the newer generation had no idea about. So I find it fascinating to, mm -hmm. to give tours and um, do presentations here in Union City that educate the younger, younger people, the younger generation coming up trying to get them kind of involved in the in the historical society with portrayals that we do at the cemetery or stories that have been lost since, you know, hundreds of years ago that it's like digging and, you know, going through a time machine. And so that I think that's my central role in the society. So when I'm asked to do things with uh, the Battle Creek Regional History Museum, I, I think it's it's wonderful that we can we can network and tie these you know, entities together and have history. Sometimes they'll bleed into one another. So that's kind of interesting when Battle Creek and Union City share these little stories. It's it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always that uh, connection with the people that had relatives all over the place, you know, and you see the same names in different cemeteries uh, all over the county. And it's quite, you know, it shows you the dynamic of the people that traveled and moved and and they were there's a lot of connections. So Jill, you have been working with Bobby in Union City on some reenactment programs, and you've also helped us in recently in December at the museum, along with Donna and Bobby at the um, Tales of Christmas Past event. How did you become interested in being involved in history programs? Well, um, I became interested through um, the Riverside Cemetery Tours, Riverside Memories that Bobby Mathis has coordinated for the last several years. I've attended uh, many of those, and I really enjoyed um, watching the local people portray someone. And then um, my husband and I will walk quite often up at the cemetery, and I just found it pretty neat that I was starting to learn snippets about these headstones we pass by frequently um, from those cemetery tours. And I um, talked with Bobby about, I really wanted to get my nerve up and do one of the portrayals <laughs> for the cemetery tour. And so I did, and then it was COVID. So um, we couldn't do it that year. Oh, and so yeah. then um, we reconnected for um, Carrie Crawl just last September, and that was my first cemetery portrayal. And I have done the Dead Man's Hollow tour here in Union City twice, and that is just so much fun and a great thing to be involved with. Yeah, that's Donna and Bobby's talked a lot about that program. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah. So Donna, yeah, would it so be a fair assessment to say that we have been having a lot of fun oh. re researching the stories of the women yes. that we decided to present at this history program? Fascinating. And I have to give you kudos for taking the lead in this. You you have done an amazing job. Well, you know, I you agree. also helped you uh -huh. helped with the name of the program. Could you tell the people about how we named the program Phenomenal Woman? Well, I mean, you came up with that name, and it was just such a brilliant 
title, but tell people the significance of it, because I think it's really well, important. Well, as I recall, us sitting there, you and I, trying to come up with the name or title, it, I, for some reason, out of the blue, phenomenal women. I felt like they were all phenomenal women, just based on the little bit that I had read at that time regarding each one. And then it made me think of Maya Angelou and her poem, Phenomenal Woman, one of my most favorite poems of all times and favorite poets. And so I put it before you and what did you say? I said, she's one of my favorite authors. You know? <laughs> the, the, the book, why a, why a Caged Bird Sings. Yes. I know why a Caged Bird Sings. That yes. is just one of my favorites, you know, and she has quite a, so many um, incredible works and her take on humanity is so, was such a unique and fresh perspective. It was quite wonderful. Right. So this program called Phenomenal Woman, it is going to be presented on Saturday, March 25th at 2 p.m. at the Battle Creek Regional History Museum. And I just wanted to put that out there for the people listening. You can still get tickets on Eventbrite if you go to bcrhm.eventbrite.org. You can find the Battle Creek Regional History Museum's page there and sign up for tickets there we are there's a possibility we will add a second show if we sell out the first one we're still debating that right now so at the time of this broadcast it's still up in the air but go check out that link and i'll put that in the show note descriptions for you guys if you and to see if there is a second performance so bobby each of the women that we are featuring had a tremendously different and amazing lives from one another are you um and you're portraying three of them. Which one would you say found, you found the most interesting? That was really hard because they're all very interesting. Um, I guess I'd have to say it's really close between Gwen Du and Myrtle Jenner for me. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you one thing that I thought was fascinating about Myrtle was that she worked at Clark Equipment and so did my dad. Oh, wow. And so that was, and my dad worked along the line with the forklifts and was probably she worked during the war so um my dad was in world war ii so my while my dad was away fighting uh in the in the pacific theater uh aboard uh seaplane tender she was back here helping out so that really interested me then and then i some things i read about her i was like hmm, i wonder if my dad and Myrtle ever cross paths at Clark wow. Equipment. So yeah, wouldn't that I be that interesting? Was so <laughs> cool. And I and I I would love to learn how to weld. I think that's amazing. And Rose the Riveter has always been a fascinating, you know, um, just a fascinating idea for for women to be able to be that powerful and have that much, you know tradesmanship here you know when who would have thought you know that she could do as well or even better than you know men in their trades so i'd say myrtle for sure um so some of that stuff resonated with me but gwen was very interesting for me as well not that Mar not that marjorie wasn't Mar marjorie coleman um so mary coleman right mary, mary coleman, mary coleman. Yeah. Mary Coleman and um, so yeah, I think Gwen, Gwen and her, just the whole thing of 
how I don't know how much to give away and how much to say about her. So, um, yeah, well, yeah. Herbal was a welder. That's mm -hmm. wish you could tell them that. That's a good, mm -hmm. and she was quite an incredible lady. She had some amazing stories that we found, and uh, she's going to be one of the more, one of the. I, I think they're all fascinating, but she's going to have mm -hmm. the, the unique one of. Uh, there's there's quite a few stories that are from the World War II era. Uh, yes, we said Julia, right? Yeah, Julia Milner. Julia Milner, right? I'm sorry, yeah. I, I maybe I said Joyce. It's Julia Milner, and she was a. Uh, active in the um, Red Cross, as well as several other organizations during the World War II, right? Definitely. Yeah. So, Jill, do you have a favorite one of the ones that you are going to be presenting? Yeah, my personal favorite is Claire Briggs. And um, she, in 1925, ran for Battle Creek City Commission and was the first woman elected to that. And she kind of paved the way for other women in politics. And that is close to me because my mother, who passed away in 2021, was the second woman police chief in the state of Michigan. Wow. So that's kind of close to my heart. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's quite significant. That's quite a, that's quite a connection there. Yeah, a lot of yeah. the women here were quite. Had, there's a lot of firsts uh, among the stories too. You know, yes. uh, uh, Bobby mentioned Gwen Du. Gwen was one of the. I think she was the first female correspondent in the Far East for a major newspaper uh, right. during her time when she was oh. out there, and uh, she was the first one in the back in Japan post World War II under MacArthur. She was the first uh, female correspondent going back there. So she had quite a number of firsts in her life. Now, Donna, you've got several stories that you're going to be presenting. Which one would you say that you you would say is your most favorite? I know it's kind of like hard, as hard as picking your favorite I, child, I, but... I, yeah. Well, you know, between Maddie Willis, Julia Milner, and Bernie Merce Tate, I guess out of all three, because I love all their characters and, and, you know, what they strive to achieve during their lifetime and some of the barriers that they had against them. But my favorite will be Verney Merce Tate. I mean, some of the things that she was able to do as an African-American, she could have really simply said because of the color of her skin, she could have passed as white and had other privileges given to her, but she worked her tail off. And you'll find out exactly some of the challenges that she went through, overcame, and are still living today. I mean, there's a building named after her at Western Michigan University. Wow, I didn't know and, that. And um, yes. Wow. Like a, like a college for her. Wow. Mercy. Yeah, so she, she and, was the first. Uh, uh, just to, she was the first black woman to graduate from Western. Was that the correct? Uh, yes, she was uh, in that. As far as the normal school, they called it a normal school back there, the Teachers College, and uh, had the highest scholastic record in 1927. But she had highest scores, highest this. She she's phenomenal. I mean, they're all phenomenal women. Let me just be clear. Yep, that's the why we have that title. 
<laughs> yes, they certainly yep. are. Yes. Well, are there any other stories from women from Calhoun County that we should mention that maybe we're not including in this program? I mean, this little segment is about Women's History, and we're trying to present Women's History Month. Bobby, do you have any women from the Union City area that is a remarkable story that had an impact? I know Union City overlaps into Branch County. Uh, it sits right on the on the line, but yeah, it's Calhoun Calhoun Street. I think is where Calhoun County and Branch County butt up against each other. So I think we oh. qualify a little bit as Calhoun County. <laughs> of course, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, any, can, any women from that area? You know, there's a lot of women um, that have done things, and I can think of one in particular that I have always thought. I I don't know how she wound up. Margaret Palmer. Uh, was from Union City and doesn't sound like anybody that would, you know, uh, be, you know, infamous, but she uh, was kind of along the lines with Gwen, where she went over to Europe during uh, the First World War. And uh, when they were starting to, um, the Nazis were starting to go through and take art from different places and museums and things. And oh, she... Yeah was a correspondent there and she lived in, in Italy and France and she knew several different people. And she was one of the people that helped uh, save some of the artwork in Italy from being destroyed. Um, so she was kind of uh, an, emb an, an embassy worker and she had a lot to do with, um, you know, just witnessing history unfold in front of, you know, you know, just that all the Nazis coming through and destroying just everything. And I think saving the artwork and she knew, uh, I think she knew Tolstoy. So she, she corresponded with a lot of different people. And I was think she she's over there during, world, was she during World War II that she was there? I think, yeah, maybe it was World War. I want to say she was, she was there long enough to like see like the beginning of World War one and i think she stayed over there during world war ii so yeah i think it was at the very like cusp of like the end of like right at the end of world war one and then it kind of bled over a little bit but i think it's mostly for world war one and she just had a lot of uh, she just knew a lot of writers she hung around with a lot of artistic people and so she knew she worked with the spanish uh, prada art museum and had a lot to do with saving some of the artwork there. I think that's phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, that's it's you never yeah. it never ceases to amaze me how many amazing people came through Southwest Michigan and they went on to do other great things that, you know, I'll research a story and I go, Nobody knows about this. You know, this this person did this phenomenal thing and they don't even know about it. You know, that's why I try to put that out there on this podcast. Now, Donna, we mentioned at the beginning of the show your performance with Sojourner Truth to a full house last weekend. Um, can we talk yes. a little bit about Sojourner Truth and her history in Calhoun County? I mean, I know that it's kind of sure. it's kind of hard to cage her into just Calhoun County because she was all over the United States at one point, but right, she was. But after she had left a commune in Northampton. Massachusetts. Well, she was invited to come here by the Hicks 
Hicksite Quakers. Okay. They were a pretty radical group. Uh, they believed in, you know, the inner life of word uh, of God, so to speak. And um, she was invited here and it was something about it. Uh, supposedly she had a daughter that was living out in the Harmonia area. Um, there were people, uh, African-American people who um, were starting to come this way uh, from Washington. Um, there were just different people, acquaintances that she had met, and I guess she liked it enough that she decided to move here, um, or to move to near to the Battle Creek area in Harmonia, Michigan, uh, in 1857. And so she came a year right after that, selling her second home and then actually buying a home in Harmonia, and then 10 years later, moving to Battle Creek. Mm -hmm and buying a home there. So she, you know, had actually purchased, had been a slave, you know, up until 1843 when she walked away from it. I mean, she was freed by a New York law in 1799, but when she actually walked away from it um, as an itinerant preacher and whatnot, uh, that was around 1843. And so then in her life here, her grandson, Sammy, who had been like her confidant and, you know, taking her to various places, setting up bookings for her, uh, getting her portraits done. He, he died, sadly enough, at age 24. And uh, a woman by the name of Frances Walling Titus, who had actually uh, helped to um, school kids of color, uh, or colored children as they called them then, um, became that confident for her. And um, she had, prior to even coming to Harmonia, had been able to dictate her first narrative to Olive Gilbert. And so that allowed her to have a uh, walking, literally walking narrative that she could carry along with her and sell. So between that, her portraits, and other means, her talking, uh, she was able to make a living. And she just did uh, phenomenal things, you know, throughout throughout the country for women's rights on behalf of anti-slavery, suffrage, temperance. It, it, it goes on and on. She was truly phenomenal. Yeah, it was quite a performance or a presentation that you did at the museum. And uh, I think a lot of people walked Thank away you. with a a whole new understanding of her history and her legacy from that. It was yes, uh, quite something. Right. So Jill, do you, uh, you mentioned your mom, was it, was it your mother that was the, the police chief? Yes, yeah, she was um, police chief in Union City mm -hmm. from 1984 until 2001. Wow. Yep. Now, were there any other women <laughs> that you great. would think of from Calhoun County that or maybe an inspiration, maybe when you were reading up on the, the figures that we're going to present on uh, Women's History Month? Well, um, I just want to reiterate about Donna's performance last week. That I just found, I mean, I, I gained so much knowledge from that. And it was, thank you. Yeah, it was just a wonderful history of her life. And so that has really been touching to me. I've thought a lot about that this week. 
Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So she touched so many people's lives. It was, I mean, she shook men upside down. You hear me? Right. She literally picked them up, turned them around, and shook them out. They they didn't know how to act around her. Right. I bet. Well, you know, during the Civil War, Sojourner Truth went all the way through lower Michigan, all the way over to Detroit, recruiting yes. the colored soldiers to join the 102nd. Yes, she did. So she spent a lot of that time yeah. doing that and, and saying, this is your time. Yep, she went to the 102nd Ward um, in Detroit, Michigan, recruiting, you know, the colored and taking him, taking him food with Laurel Haviland. They took uh, food for Thanksgiving for meals and stuff like that. But that's when she sang to him, talked to him and preached to him a little bit. So we're, we're going to be doing this performance. Uh, it's called Phenomenal Woman. It is going to be, once again, uh, it's on March 25th at 2 p.m. It's a Saturday at the Battle Creek Regional History Museum. And all three of these ladies are portraying three different women each from Calhoun County's history. And we kind of selected, Donna, would you say we selected different professions and different time periods? There may be some similarities, but I think overall, yeah, they're different. They have their own air. They have their own credentials. They've made their own way as their own phenomenal woman, yes. And, and doing the research, we came across um, that two of them, which I had never connected before, had both won a George Award through the Battle Creek Inquirer, which was a community yes. award that was Julia, yeah, Julia had and also um, Bernice, Bernice Bryant Lowe. It was the other one. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, Bernice. But, you know, Bernice, she was a fantastic historian. Mm -hmm. We have to give her kudos because, you know, not only that tells of Battle Creek, but just she was incredible in her undying research and love for Sojourner Truth. And she turned a lot of heads. And when historians would come to town, when authors would come to town, she would meet with them and she would share her knowledge freely. Yeah, I would almost say that the legacy we have today of Sedorna Truth being remembered and probably she inspired a lot of people to take action and make her a big part of the history of Battle Creek in terms of, you know, because we have that statue and you have to think that the people well, who put that right. together had to have had some inspiration from Bernice Bryant Yeah, Lowe, that was Tina know. Allen. Yeah. Tina Allen was the sculpturist. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a, a, an amazing statue. That and the Underground Railroad statue right there. Um, yes, Creek, yes. Or, you know, where we have Harriet Tubman, who was is portrayed in who that never session. came through Battle Creek. I mean, she never... She never came here, yeah. ...had a destination, yeah. They put her there symbolically because of her work on the Underground Railroad. Yeah, she was based out of Indiana from what I, when I found in yes, research that she yes. would get them... She was at the almost the starting point down in Indiana, getting them across from Kentucky, uh, you know, onto yeah. the Underground Railroad. So, well, many mm -hmm. of the people that came through Battle Creek would have had on the Underground Railroad would have had connection with her over the years, you know, when that was running. So we also were all part of the Tales of Christmas Pass last December, and that was a lot of fun. We all had some that different films to. Portray, and this is all what is happening at the the museum now with this history education center, 
And so that was kind of fun to do a lot of the Christmas stories and poems and um, and it was interesting. I watched the video recently of the, our performance that was they gave me a copy on CD or DVD and I watched it. It's very different to watch it from the perspective of the audience, you know, have to because we were so involved with studying it on the stage, but the people were laughing at different times that, um, you know, I think people will be laughing at the women's program, don't you think? There's probably a lot of humor worked into our stories with each one of them. Right. I don't know if we can beat the uh, Brian's uh, mischievous... Uh... <laughs> Lord of Misrule. Lord of Mischief. Oh, oh wow. God. That the was outstanding. Or Dave Eddy. That is outstanding. Or Dave Eddy's no, he, uh, he careful narration. But, uh, yeah. Right. Dave Eddy, for sure. Oh, absolutely. That was an honor to work with. Yeah, it is quite an honor to work with Dave Eddy whenever you get a chance. And hopefully we'll have him back in some other performances later this year at the museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna, do you have any last minute things that you would like to say about the program that people should know about Phenomenal Woman? And um... Well, maybe as they listen to the life histories of these women that can instill in them a sense of phenomenal women in their own lives who they should love and be appreciative of and go seek history, seek out those who they're curious about. Don't just sit back, but go look and find. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So well said. Yeah. What, Joe, would you like to add anything about what people should listen to or come? why they should come to the performance? I think that coming to um, performances and events in your local communities is really interesting and it can just spark a little interest in your local history. Um, mm-hmm. It turned out to be really fun to learn about mm-hmm. what was happening here and the people that were here making a difference. Yeah, most, yes. de- most definitely. And Bobby will give you a last minute to- bit to talk about what do you think uh, people should walk away with from the Phenomenal Woman presentation. Uh, like I said, the sense of just the history here it's just phenomenal you don't know what you're going to find you don't know who you're going to find um you don't you wouldn't think you'd have all these big personalities but i think i think kids should be um more interested and more involved you know i talk to my class because i am a teacher and i tell my high schoolers some of the stuff that we're doing at the battle what 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 who they didn't realize, you know, that that's there. And I talk about the Sojourner Truth statue yeah. downtown. They're like, what? So I'm like, so it's really like you need to really kind of open up your eyes and see what's around you because I feel like they're missing yeah. out. They're in their phones all the time. They're online all the time. And they're not right. they're not taking in what's right around them. I mean, Battle Creek is just phenomenal. Union City is phenomenal. We have so much history here yes. to just just I think take advantage of and bring your mom to this one, bring your aunt to this one, bring your grandma to this program. I think, you know, they probably knew some of these women, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. There's going to be a lot, there's bound to be somebody in the audience that has some personal connection with some of these. Cause some of the women were 
recent history. You know, they were they they were they yeah. only passed away about twenty years ago. So there's bound to be someone that knew one or two of them in the community. And mm-hmm. then there's there's some that, that go back way back that to that we picked a, a yeah, couple from I the pioneer. Yeah, I think I recall area. meeting Julia Milner. Oh, you did? Wow. Yeah, I think so. Before she died, yeah. Wow. I probably was living in Arizona when Gwen Du was out there. I was reading when I was reading her biography. <laughs> you know, of course, we, our paths uh, would have never crossed. That's a big area, but mm-hmm. you know, that's about as close as I came to yeah. meeting any of these ladies myself. But um, it's quite it's quite fun to work on this project and do the history with it. And uh, and Donna's written some of the biographies that we're presenting. I've written the others, and it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be an enjoyable event. I think everybody will have fun. We tried to put the, the the harsh reality of their lives and their experiences and their wonderful triumphs as well as work in some humor to give them. Uh, I think the audience will enjoy some of the humor that we've worked into the program too. So it'll be a lot of fun to learn some history about these great mm-hmm. ladies. I've got several costume mm-hmm. changes, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> There is. There's some costume changes. There's a little bit of other magic that's going to be on the stage, yeah. too, which will let them come on out and see what that's uh-huh. all about. We certainly don't want to tell uh-huh. everybody about uh-huh. everything in the uh-huh. program, but well, I didn't. You know, <laughs> some secretive surprises are happening. But yes, there's going to be great costume changes. Surprises. A lot of tidbits mm-hmm. happening. So I have been speaking with Donna Rickman, Bobby Mathis, and Jill McCombs, who are all performing in Phenomenal Woman, a celebration of great women of history from Calhoun County on Saturday, March 25th at 2 p.m. at the Battle Creek Regional History Museum. In the show notes, I will include the links to where you can buy tickets. I will also include the information for the Union City Society for Historic Preservation, and I will put the link also to the Battle Creek Regional History Museum website, where you can sign up for the newsletter and also find out information on the calendar that way as well. And until next time, when we take another journey into yesterday and explore even more fascinating tales of Southwest Michigan's past. Thank you for listening. 